In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but born of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God it is God, the only Son who's close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. So I'm going to tell you about a piece of art that I just learned about recently. It was created by two Chinese artists named Sun Yuan and Peng Yu, if my Mandarin's any good anyway, who first had this particular work installed at the Guggenheim and then later at another museum in Venice. This work of art is an installation, really, which includes a robotic arm confined behind glass walls like a cage, some say, and programmed to contain and to clean up a constant flow of fluid that spills out from and that spills all around the robot itself. This robotic arm is also artificially intelligent enough so when it senses there are enough spectators around watching it will take a moment or two to dance for the onlookers like it knows how to shake its booty and scratch and itch and bow and shake those are the actual names of the dances that the artists taught it and it does all this in ways that look surprisingly human for a robotic arm anyway. If I understand correctly, I believe it will also stop and dance, celebrating perhaps at times when it can tell that the fluid is appropriately under control. But then it has to get back to work, of course. It never stops for long. Of course, there are as many ways to interpret all of this as there are people to interpret it. And like so many artists, it's hard to know exactly what Sun Yuan and Peng Yu are getting at with this particular piece. 
Some have suggested it's a commentary on authoritarian political rule, managing borders and controlling people. Others have seen it as a comment on the nature of work in some cultures, that there's always, always, always work to be done, that we don't rest, that when we do take a breath to dance, for instance, we just find ourselves pressured to catch up all the more, which is always impossible to do. One interpretation that got my attention was the idea that the fluid leaking from the robot, leaving the robot, is also its life source. And that it's no mistake that that hydraulic fluid or whatever it is looks like blood. And that the robot needs to keep shoveling it toward itself in order to survive. And that because it stopped too much or too often to rest or dance or show off or whatever for all those spectators, it was slowly dying as more and more of its life source was lost. So I wondered about this in light of Blue Christmas and the grief or hardship or struggle or whatever it is that brings us here tonight for a service like this. That the world at times, like Christmas especially, but most days really, doesn't leave much room or give much permission for grieving for hardship, for struggle. And that leaves so many of us behaving like some kind of robotic arm, our emotions and our fear and our sadness and our grief looking to leak and to leave us and to escape from our very selves while we work so hard, so fast and furiously, so endlessly and tirelessly to keep it all so close to the best. And on top of it, much like that creepy robotic arm, we do our best to dance, to perform, to pretend for whoever's watching that everything is okay, that we are fine, that all is well, or at least better than it really feels deep down in our heart of hearts. And we never let too much of what we're really thinking, really feeling, really fearing or grieving or whatever to get too far away from us, too close to anybody else, so as not to make too much of a mess for them to worry about. Does any of that sound familiar to anyone besides me? So I wonder what all that fluid represents for any one of us here or for anyone watching at home. If that fluid were clear, a little salty, perhaps, like so many tears, what would be its source? What are we trying to keep to ourselves? What are we trying to keep from escaping? To keep from our family and our friends, to protect ourselves from having to share too much of with the world. 
I imagine that liquid stands for fear or addiction or abuse for some. I wonder if it means overwhelmed or secrets or doubt about all of this some of the time. Does it represent an illness or an injustice? Is it a sadness that is brand new or one that won't go away? Is it an anger you can't quench or a forgiveness you can't extend or a concern for someone else you don't know how to address? What is it these days that we may not even have words for so that we just keep keeping it to ourselves, shoveling it in, pulling it back close, never letting it get far enough away so that we might actually let it go? What also got my attention mostly about this unsettling work of art, what really connected it to Christmas for me, was its name. The artists call it Can't Help Myself. Not the four tops. I can't help myself either. can't help myself strikes me as something much more meaningfully connected to what God is up to at Christmas. Because God knows we're only fooling ourselves. When we stay locked up and locked away in our grief or our fear or our struggle, when we keep it to ourselves, when we just keep pulling it in, never letting it get too far away from us, when we keep dancing and performing as though all is well, we are denying the reality and we are missing the chance to see that God showed up in Jesus knowing that we cannot help ourselves. One of the greatest gifts of God in Jesus in the flesh, is that God reminds us God is not some kind of artificial intelligence and that we are so much more than robots. Not only are we free to be just who and how God created us to be, but we are free and we are encouraged to feel just exactly how we feel at any given moment. Afraid and faithful. Lonely and well-loved. Angry and forgiving. Sinful and forgiven. Grieving and hopeful. And that we never... We're meant to help or to save or to redeem ourselves because we cannot. God shows up in Jesus to live this life we live 
and all of its struggle too. God shows up in Jesus to teach us that light comes in the morning, that forgiveness is offered for sins, that what is lost will be found, and that life follows death even. God shows up in Jesus so that we can stop pretending, stop performing, so that we can stop scrambling for what seems so elusive and futile, so we can see in ourselves and in each other the face of Jesus. Our common ground, the forgiveness of our sins, the light in our darkness, our life everlasting. So I hope tonight is nothing more and nothing less than a chance for us to be still and to stop dancing. To remember that our life's blood is not escaping us, no matter how desperate or sad we feel. Our life's blood is coming our way in Jesus Christ. God shows up in Jesus not to end all of our suffering and struggle, but to show us that we can share it, that we can let it go, that we can expose it to the light of God's love. And God shows up in Jesus to help us bear it and to forgive it and to have hope in spite of it, that it will indeed all be redeemed, not by our efforts, thank God, but always and only by God's grace in the end. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus.